Welcome to Nuria's Mastermind. This podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets. A space where I invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area. A space where we will share their champion stories, including the wins and the highs, but also the lows and the challenges, yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives. Also sharing our why, sharing what fulfills us, because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. Hello, everyone. (laughs) And welcome to Nuria's Mastermind Podcast. I am so excited uh, to have Erica in Heber or Eber is what I call him because he's, you know, it's my native language, but I'm so excited to have you guys here today for this episode. We're excited. Yes. I I love that Erica started making noises right away. Like you could feel her excitement. (laughs) I'm like, I get to talk with with adults today. Nobody's like throwing stuff. I'm three-fourths mom, one-fourth business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Although you probably spend a lot more time on the business, let's be honest <laughs> too. Like Maybe. you're like superwoman. Um, it's seriously a delight to have you both here. I, um, I've gotten to know the both of you a little bit more just in the like recent last few months. Mm-hmm. And I met Heber, well, I'm like combining it now. Heber, uh, <laughs> Heber, Heber, like both languages. I met Heber in... Um, at a core revive class in the middle of the summer and he brought over his uh, tastings of, of what your business is which is this chef you know business this food business and I was like oh who's this guy and then he started telling me a little bit about it and obviously we're gonna get more into it but I just connected with you right away obviously we both are Mexican we have that background we started speaking to each other in Spanish and it just always makes me so proud of anyone can that can share a similar story to mine of them really like taking advantage of this American dream and creating something Mm -hmm. with it and I was just like yes I'm proud of my people I'm proud of you (laughs) and um and at the same time it was a blessing in my life because I really have always wanted to have a chef and this was like a great (laughs) way to actually have a chef (laughs) without having to pay this outrageous price you know and but eat healthier and eat cleaner and it was like I was definitely sent by the universe into my life. And then, and then after that, and feel free to add things if I'm well, missing something. The only something. thing that I, that I remember, at least for me, is that when you told me, oh, I'm moving from LA, and I was like, we gotta be friends. We have to be best friends. Yeah, because- well, and I remember, because when I remember about Nudia, you told me about her when you met her first couple of weeks because you went in and you took the food into her house and you saw like an Abraham Hicks book or something oh, yeah. like that like law of attraction wasn't yeah. it something yeah, like it that uh-huh. and I was like we have to be friends with her I already loved her <laughs> that is and then we so found out cool. and then I thought we have the same last name and I was like we're cousins we're this is really great. family <laughs> we <For laughs> really are <laughs> yeah. I do remember that because you messaged me and said hey that's I think when we when we're, you're like come over uh, for yes. dinner you're like <laughs> immediately yes you're like hey you're li- you're listening to or you're reading um Abraham Hicks he yeah Esther and, yeah um what's her husband's name Jerry Jerry, Jerry Hicks mm-hmm. and and so it w- I love anyone that's always into the same stuff I am and for the listeners who have not heard of Jerry and Esther Hicks 
uh, this is a great opportunity for you to Google them and research YouTube them because, and I know it sounds a little bit odd, but um, Esther can channel uh, really spirit guides who is, she names them Abraham. Yeah. And the information that she can channel and when you're listening to her, it's just incredible, isn't it? Yeah. You're amazing. like, this is definitely channeling. And yeah. so <laughs> well, just we because recommend you it. such truth. And so it's so nice to be able to share that with other people that it's like, yes. no matter who you are, no matter what you believe on so many other levels, like we can get down to the core root of our humanity together and we can share that. And so I really like that. Yeah. It's just very, it's basic. There's no frills, but it's like, yeah. it's true. I guess I that like. is seriously the most beautiful way to describe it. It's like, you just feel the truth in it. So it's yeah. like, you don't, and it might not be true for some, but when you do, and then you can have that connection with some other people, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. yep. Amen. So that's how I knew about you. <laughs> and then we knew that you had uh, you have a French bulldog, right? Yeah, that, I yes. have a Frenchie. And His our, name is Blue. That's right, Blue. And our son is in love with French bulldogs. So and so cute. he's still like, still still be like, when's Nodia coming over? To, yeah. I got to meet well one of your sons. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the other one we put to bed. Yeah, <laughs> So then we, we were, you know, texting back and forth and he's like, Hey, we would love to have you over for dinner. And so I was able to go to your house and met the wonderful Erica. And to my surprise, she knew how to speak Spanish as well. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was so beautiful to watch you guys, um, your guys's relationship and how, although you've been through a lot of changes in life and you've been together for a long time, that the way that you have both grown and changed has been in alignment mm -hmm. and how powerful that is. Because I know relationships aren't easy. I've had my messes in relationships. <laughs> we will not get into that today. But um, yeah, I could just sense that huge connectivity in that change that it's still, you're still growing together. Mm -hmm. And that was like my big impression of, that night and just how hungry the both of you are for like self-development and learning and we could totally relate mm -hmm. on that too yeah well I think part of it too is like this doing the business and everything like that it's part it's part of our relationship it's part of our co-creating and like we want to bring other people a great product but part of it is just getting to know ourselves on a deeper level too like how do we provide something that we find a value and that it can be a value for other people I think is what has been really good for us. Like yeah. we decided to like jump off the corporate boat. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we get into that? Like, why, why don't we start? Why don't you guys share with us the story of how this all begun? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Everyone do so, your own This is so line. fun. I love this. I love this episode. So I had a job. Yay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a really good job. I was making good money. Um, and I was able to have basically my own schedule, but it was not very fulfilling, we can say. Um, and I've always thought about uh, owning my own business. That's always that I've always, always uh, had since I was a kid. Well, even from the get-go when I met you, I knew that at some point there would be some sort of restaurant in our life, like right. some sort of food something. Which is actually part of the thing that I was like, I love this. It just sounds kind of fun to marry him. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> we had dated for like two months and I was like, okay, sounds fun. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> Get married. <I> love it. <laughs> That's yeah. all you needed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Simple. Anyway, sorry. I was interrupting. Go ahead. So everything and just everything in our lives has always been like uh, quick uh, changes. 
and there's not it's good because there's not a lot of time to think and then to well i feel like if we deliberate about it it's kind of like putters out yeah just like, um and so i had my job and then one week we decided well let's just give it a shot and see what happens and and i put my two weeks notice and then that's i feel like we should also intensify the story a little bit by telling them that i was pregnant at oh, yeah. the time with baby two and so like there's that's always a big like, risk well yeah. yeah and you're like what about insurance what about all this stuff and yeah. so part of it was like i always think of the i don't know if you've seen um indiana jones but there's a part where he's like trying to cross this big kate this big like canyon and he like throws some sand on there and he realized that there is a floor that he can like walk on i don't see that part anyway so i it, we felt like at, for, at first we were like jumping off something but really the path has always been there so oh, wow. i amazing. felt like when we first did it, it was like okay so i'm gonna have your baby and we're, we're just like not gonna have any money like these thoughts they're yeah. horrible start coming and then we just started being like well why don't we figure out we still have time and so he quit and we figured out how to pay cash for everything and have the baby. And I wanted to have the baby naturally anyway. And so like that You're all worked out. Woman. Oh man, all right. My mom had us all three natural and awesome. wow, I can't. <laughs> That's strength, that is real strength. Well, it's it's really empowering. But anyway, I mean, like there was motivation behind it too. I was like, I don't wanna yeah. pay for an epidural. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, so we just, it was just kind of like, we thought that we were jumping off of something huge, but really it's that we've always had something underneath us, like a, yeah. a good foundation. And I think something that I can say is that I usually, this, there's this idea that we need to have a lot of money uh, to start a business and you need to be prepared. I remember my um, growing up, some, some friends would tell me, well, you need to have at least six months in the bank before you oh, start say but mm -hmm. before you start your business mm -hmm. and honestly i you know i was like how am i gonna get six months because <laughs> yeah, we just barely bought a house yeah and yeah. we had just barely bought a house too yeah uh, we bought a house and uh erica was pregnant and there was a lot going on and to add to that we're like well let's start a business <laughs> <laughs> but i think what, it, it worked for us because that's kind of how our decisions are it's just like you just like launch the airplane and they're like oh we don't have any wings you know like we forgot those but we're still here flying in our airplane yeah it sounds like your risk tolerance is similar to each other's yeah well but, heber's is higher than mine is for sure mm -hmm. but i have learned to kind of throw caution to the wind a little bit more yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but i remember something that um tony robbins i'm a very big uh follower of demand math the man, the myth, the legend, Tony. And yes. he, I'll be listening, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to my podcast. <laughs> Hashtag Tony Robbins. Yeah. Um, so, so something that he said is like, if it's not about resources, you don't have to be res, you don't have to have the resources. You have to be resourceful. So that's something that I learned that I was like, well, I don't have the resources right now, but I know one or two people that can help me to get connected to someone else and someone else and someone else which i think we should give an example of that right so we had like a couple grant like a couple thousand dollars that yeah. would last us approximately two months i yeah. think of just like basic living uh -huh. and uh so as far as resourceful you knew a guy that could lend you some space in his kitchen to do it mm -hmm. you had to cook on a camp stove yeah <laughs> that's what he was cooking oh, so that's he was where like it started yeah. on a camp stove 
stuff. That's and then, cause it's a different, it was like a different type of kitchen. And uh -huh. so like, they didn't have the same equipment that we had. Just one single burner. To be in. And, and this is the other thing because <laughs> a lot of people uh, ask us, so, so you do this out of your, uh, out of out your, your house. house. <laughs> We're like, no, you have to have, or at least for us, we know some people who do it out of their homes. But for us, we wanted to stay as close as we could to the rules, basically, and and we decided to go for the for the commercial space. So I had a friend who had a commercial kitchen. He would allow me to do uh, my my business on the weekends when they were not there. Uh, but it was um, it was an adventure. Oh, and we also had one car. Yeah. Well, so, then, yeah. <laughs> so we did yeah we went down to one car what else did we do and i was working the time i was uh i taught at a local college and so like i i finished that off and then because what like, what's your background like it, communications so communications. i taught mass communications um yeah at byu and then uh i because the baby was coming and stuff so i just finished out the mm -hmm. semester and then it was just like on and off to the business which was fun. Like, I don't, I loved that time there, but I think the business is really fun too. seeing something grow that you kind of planted rather than like taking care of someone else's garden. So yeah. it was, it's been fun, but, um, other things that we had as being resourceful, like we would trade people stuff, uh, as far as like, Hey, can you help me? I need some time. Like if you can help me work or if you can help deliver, uh, one thing that was interesting though, when we started is that we just kind of figured that we would launch and then it just like everyone would buy our product and like that there would be no refining process. We just like, we're going to have thousands of orders this week <laughs> and we didn't market it to anybody. We just like texted it on or like texted people and then put it on Facebook. And so that's something that we learned too, is like getting it into the right hands. Sometimes you need to yes. find those people because it's not like they're not just going to be all your best friends. It's not automatically. Order. It doesn't yeah. automatically happen. I love that you're bringing that up because I think that there there is that huge misconception in the entrepreneur yes. world where it's like, oh, I have a great product. I'm obsessed with my product, which we should be. Like, of yeah. course, we have to have full certainty. We believe in it. Yeah. But then it's not just because you created it. It's going to sell itself. There's all that other side of the work yes. that you have to do, which is the selling, the marketing, the branding, that whole part which is a lot i'm sure of where the growth yeah. came in yeah in this strategy right like you coming to that the core revive and like having everyone tasted and then people and then i mean now and i don't want to jump ahead we can obviously come back to where you left <laughs> it but now seeing the compound effect of all of that work in that painful part yeah you know now i'm i'm in correct me if i'm wrong but i'm seeing that it's like super thriving and you've created this remarkable business that just keeps exploding. Yeah. Well, I, th I think it was part of it getting our niche down. We just kind of like figured we would just like launch it into the world and everyone would buy these meals. Yeah. And then we realized after that, that there were a couple different niches that were actually going to work. And then sometimes now we can even just like look at people. If we know a couple things about them, we can tell like, this is going to, this is going to work for you, or this is not going to work for mm -hmm. you. And which is great because, you know, it's like a first date and you're like, what are you into? Great. We're going to break up. Or like, that was our first date. Yeah. You can't last. go after everyone. That just yeah. doesn't. Well, work. and that's kind yeah. of what we tried yeah. doing at first a little bit. Like we, we, I love this. Uh, we had a guy that uh, tried his, he was like, he, he owned a business in 
uh, kind of bias. And he tried the meals and he's like, no, they're way too healthy. Flash forward, uh, fast forward two years, he's buying the meals again. So like, he was like, no, they're way too healthy. I wouldn't, I, I'm not going to buy these things. Mm. But as things evolve, as people evolve, and then you're like, oh, that, that is something that I really did want. And so he started perhaps their values change their goals change they're like actually yeah. i do want that yeah yeah right, yeah so it's funny but and but also yeah. the the recipes change because uh with time uh with the um with the changes that we've made we've been able to add that uh healthiness to or freshness to the meals but also the flavor of them and keeping it like a high quality but also healthy. Where at the beginning, we didn't know exactly how to um, marry those two components. Because mm -hmm. we were like, well, we want people to eat more plants. And so we were just making food the way we understood it for our family. But it wasn't, it wasn't very much of uh, how they client would see it mm -hmm. and so once we made that change we were able to what once you found their need yeah it like it changed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is so good i hope that you know uh, i mean a lot of our listeners are in business and so i you're, there are so many good nuggets in this story right now just even what you just said of like we created something based upon what worked for us and our family and for the health benefits, but then our, our audience was not, not that they weren't about that, but they were wanting something different and you found it. Is that when things shifted for you? Yeah. Yeah, basically. And that's when we started seeing more of the, oh, okay, so this is how we, um, we want to do it. And also at the beginning of the, uh, the first, um, uh, the first year of the business, there was a lot uh, that we were still trying to figure out this is what I want to do because we did it and it wasn't really working the way we wanted to uh, work. And so I started doing more of just uh, caterings for businesses and that was working really well. So the meal prep, I didn't pay attention to the meal prep at all. Mm. And then I was doing some, uh, uh, consulting overseas and helping people up in restaurants uh, in in the Caribbean, and that was very fun and exciting. That's amazing. Yeah, that was. Really Did you fun. get to go? No, because I just I just have babies. So yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I just had the baby. To be fair, right. I had had the baby, and he was like, "Okay, so you're good, and I'm gonna go for a couple of weeks to the, to the lease in the dead of winter." So sure yeah, okay. like, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no resentment cool at all. Though. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, but yeah. it was uh, a lot of the time. And mm -hmm. I think the meal prep business, we were not a hundred percent committed to just that business. Well, and I think I guess pause for a second there because I think that shows like the power of our thoughts in it because we have a thought that's like I don't know if this is working out, yeah. and so the confidence that we're putting in it is not as much either. That's yeah. like this might not work out, so. The meals we're not doing a hundred percent of what we could in the meals mm -hmm. either and just the intention mm -hmm. behind things like somehow you know we can tell as humans that we're like mm. anyway yeah. so there we were like half doing this half doing the consulting half doing catering who yeah. was like i just we just have to do everything this just has to work and it was more i think that we had a couple mm -hmm. of months of like this just has to work desperation rather than finding the real path that 
was sustainable, yeah. I think. And I think I, I can say that because of there was, there were too many things, there were too many buckets, um, I wasn't able to really take care of my clients the way I'm taking mm. care of them right now. Uh, That's so powerful. Yeah, so, so I lost a bunch of clients because I wasn't really uh, committed to them. And because I was doing the consulting and I was traveling a lot and-, and uh, Yeah, it was almost like, it was like when you give kids just candy because you're like, please be quiet, here's yeah. your food. Yeah. <laughs> so here's your meals every week, but right. there wasn't as much attention to it. Uh-huh. And so it wasn't until COVID hit that we needed to pivot and, and, and make a decision. Where, where well, that was that, and that was interesting too, because this was last January. And so Heber had just landed a couple of clients that were like 800 people person caterings, which is great. I mean, that brings in a lot of money um, and you don't have a huge overhead like you do with meal prep because you can just kind of like make all the meals at once. It's during the day um, and it's, it's just easier and you get 800 clients, but that's based on one person booking. And so if you lose that one client that's attached to these 800 clients, mm -hmm. uh, that's why we realized it's better to have these individual clients and work with individuals then this is giant catering. Yeah. yeah. So, and we realized that the hard way because <laughs> we, yeah. we booked all these. Yeah. And then like um, the next, you know, like a week or a couple of months after, no, it was like a month after that yeah, was when COVID, COVID hit and everyone mm -hmm. got shut down and we were uh, doing most so caterings and like, caterings. yeah, we were mo doing most caterings also in the tech industry and they still haven't returned. So, I mean, like imagine if we yeah. had just been like waiting around for them, we still wouldn't be working. So it, I mean, it was good that we had had the other meal prep going on anyway. It was just kind of like finding those old shoes in your closet. You're like, oh, yeah. I love these. Oh, I have these shoes. They're like, oh my gosh, these are so good. They still fit Yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, maybe I should wear them. Maybe I should yeah. go running or something. Right. <laughs> and so that's what we did. Yeah. So we, uh, during COVID, we make that decision where this is what we're going to do and this is what we're going to grow and this is... Uh, we're committed uh, and that's when we really started taking care of the clients the way we would like it to be and and we understood better our niche too yeah because we understand mm -hmm. we and we understood ourselves better there was some self-development too um with just individually i think uh -huh. too as far as like uh who we want to surround ourselves with too and the friends that we want to find and people that are also uh, business-minded and that understand that type of thing. So that was that was really fun. I mm -hmm. think that whole year was a huge leap for us to just kind of try to find even more where we wanted to be personally. And that took us where we wanted to be with our business too, yeah. which is interesting because you think they would be mutually exclusive. But when we put time into ourselves, into our own self-development, um, then we were able to find where we wanted to go. Yeah. And how amazing that every area like really does impact each other. Yeah. Yeah. Which we don't think of. I think we're just like, I'm just going to run this business. But really the most important part is figuring out where I am. Do I know where I'm running and am I aligned? So, and that, and then after that, it was, um, cause I mean, along those lines, we also got into like life coaching. Um, yeah, cause you do like some that. of that, Erica, don't yeah, you? Yeah. So I joined a life coaching. I, <laughs> I'd hit rock bottom with some family relationships. And so I was just like, I need something, um, that propels me forward. Cause I had felt like I, uh, through like 
therapy, it, I was still kind of in the back. And so I was like, I just want to go, I just want to move forward. And so I started dabbling in life coaching and um, that helped me correct myself and kind of more align myself. And then it had, I saw it really help our relationship too between us because our communication was better. I could rather than just be like, make me feel better. Hamer, I realized that I was in control of that. <laughs> and then, yeah. So now, I mean, now I am doing life coach training myself to be a life coach because I thought yeah. that I was like, I need this, I need more in my life. So that was really good. But the first step was just using it yeah. as our own medicine. And that I think part of that was the alignment of all that was 2020, <laughs> 2019 and 2020. Yeah. 2019, yeah. So those were like just a lot of personal growth had to happen for us to even know what we wanted. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like, I want something different and you don't even know what it is. So you're just kind of searching for it and then you find it in yourself again. Yeah, you're that's right so good, right? Like it it was like you were seeking it from someone outside of you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like it's always inside of you. And that's yeah. when everyone talks about that. And I think a lot of times we hear something, but we don't get it. It doesn't yes. click. Yeah. And then we have those moments that you've heard it for the hundredth time and you're like, <laughs> and it clicks. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is what they're talking about, right? That everything is within me that I do have all the answers within me that love comes from mm -hmm. the inside out and things like that. And so how cool that you knew you needed to do something different because, and I think you may have posted this um, maybe a couple of days ago, Heber, that, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and mm -hmm. over again. And expecting mm -hmm. it to change. Yeah. yeah. And so the fact that you recognize that and you're like, no, 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 I need to try something different here and how it really helped transform you from the inside out. Therefore the like, again, the compound effect of having it affect your relationship in a good way. And then Heber, you know, noticing the change in you and then he's changing like how beautiful. Well, yeah, world well, and I created. even see this now you bring it up because I even see like, as we were able to define more our niche in our business, we also define more our niche of who we were too. So it was uh, defining, and I feel like some people do this at age 15, but we chose 30 to <laughs> do this. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. Maybe it's we'll fine. do it again at 65. You can do it at 80 as well. <laughs> <laughs> but at, Which is fine, but I, it was kind of almost separating ourselves from who we thought we were and, mm. our, um, and our families of origin, which are great and we love them. But I think sometimes we just thought that we were that group rather than who really am I? what do I really like? And really sitting with those questions that sometimes are kind of scary to ask because you don't want to be like, well, I'm a serial killer. That's who I am. You know, <laughs> like, you know I was kind of afraid sometimes to ask those questions just to be like, I don't know what I really want to be. And yeah. yeah. So I think that as we defined more of who we were, then we found the right niche because we were able to like, we just had more power going in that right way, in that right direction. So So beautiful. Yeah. So you tell us a little bit of where you are now. Uh, we are in American Fork. <laughs> <laughs> in um, the business. <laughs> I taught him his punny ways, you guys. When we got married, you didn't even know what a pun was. So you're welcome. Um, but yeah, um, it's been a really good transition. And right now, so when we started, we were doing about, it's still very very, um, very, not very far, 
what am I trying to say? <laughs> uh, it's still a few months ago. We we're still just doing about um, 150 to 250 meals a week. Uh, and now we're close to a thousand a week. So Whoa. it's really, it's been That's really amazing. It's, it's been a really good adventure. Well, we were talking about it coming here too, is like, I think before, sometimes we were running away from bills. So, you know, like, I don't want to pay for this thing. So I have to work rather than running to what we do want. Like, I want a business with this many. So rather than I'm just going to make these meals, so we make this much money, it's more uh, setting in goals and intentions that we actually wanted. Because that, um, I feel like over the summer is kind of when that started changing rather than like, we have to pay all of these bills. It was like, what kind of business do I want? What kind of people do I want to provide this to? And it was a way better vibe that I think that we were putting off even for ourselves. But well, because it shifted it from like a fear mindset yeah, right. to like the, the abundance. Yeah. Like, yeah, the scarcity. What like, goodness what are am we I providing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we hit a point where um, last year where we needed some, some extra cash uh, for our business to help it um, with the growth. So we're like, where do we go? Because we had some uh, credit cards that we already did, we already used. And so uh, the house market was super good. So we just decided to sell our house. Mm -hmm. So we sold our house and uh, with that money, uh, we put it to help with the business. And that's because we had to make a decision. Do I have to, do I have to go back and get a job? Or is there a way that we can do to help the business to stay afloat. And we did, and, and it's been it's been great. And I think it, it always goes back to those moments that you think that the like that you're not walking on solid ground, but then you realize that it it, it has been there the whole like time. Like the universe does have your back. Yeah. Like that you, yeah, you're being led yeah. into something great. And um, we're all huge Tony Robbins fans, and he always talks about the fact that like life will support more of what supports life. Mm -hmm. And here you are with a huge purpose in your, in your business, right. Mm -hmm. Where you're helping other people become healthier and provide a service that I mean, so many people need and want. Mm -hmm. um, and you're so you're supporting more of life. So of course life is going to support you. So say, yeah, that, like say, that. say that again, that phrase. Life. Okay, hold on, guys. Now get a pen, <laughs> a piece of paper, and or write just, it down. Or just your tattoo pen. Yeah, right write, write it down. Get a tattoo. Like, get yeah. a tattoo of this, but spell it right. Okay, they're, they're ready, Nodia. Okay. Okay. Life supports more of what supports life. Mm, love it. It's like in a circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, and it's so true. It's like I mean, I can relate in my business. Sometimes I've been like there's been some major challenges and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And I tell my team all the time, like the universe really has my back. Like God really loves me because I don't even know how sometimes miracles happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I feel like when you do have a purpose, a why, and you have these really great intentions and how to help life mm -hmm. and people like you, you're, there's going to be, there's, it's going to come back to you. And it's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Well, and that was something that I, I think there's a couple different quotes that Abraham Hicks has that have been really good mantras for like crazy weeks. One is um, things are always working out for me. I love that one. That's just yeah. like, things are just always working out for me. Even if, you know, like I just crashed my car and like, things are always working out for me. 
I don't know how this is going to, we're going to figure this out, but they're always working out for me. Yeah. And then another one um, that they, oh, I was trying to remember the other one. I think I forgot it. Never mind. It'll come to me when you're talking. <laughs> like, wait, <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just like those mantras. Yeah. And stay and staying still and like in those hard moments of the thought, your thoughts, right? Checking mm-hmm. your thoughts all the time. Yeah. Like, I can't go down this rabbit hole. Like, what is the beauty in this? And really trusting in life that it really does have my back. Life happens for me, not to Mm -hmm. me, right? We hear that often from these great teachers. Life is happening for us, not to us. And so there's a huge trust in in entrepreneurship. But, um, and again, Tony says this, like it's the spiritual game Mm -hmm. and how everything aligns with each other. And I feel like the three of us are on a similar path with spirituality and also entrepreneurship and some Mm -hmm. of this self-development side as well. But like, once you're able to connect all these dots, you really start understanding life in like a totally different way. Like your optics of everything are like, whoa, Mm -hmm. everything does like affect each other. Everything is in alignment with each other. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Like it, and, and at the end of the day, yeah, it is all like this game and it's a spiritual one and how amazing yeah. yeah. And fun life is. Yeah. Well, I love that. Yeah. But it's just supposed to be fun. One thing we we're talking about when we we're coming over here was actually the law of attraction versus the law of assertion. And that sometimes we live in a, a world that we think that it's a law of assertion that we just have to work really hard and then we get what we want. Mm-hmm. And rather than you have to set your intention more than anything and things flow and, and it doesn't have to be hard. And I think that's part of like where we get with our business. There are days that we do put in a lot of hours, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Part of it is just figuring it out. Like, oh, I didn't want that. Well, I think I tried that way and I'm going to try a different way um, because I don't love working 24 hours or or whatever. And it was just like, it's just the laboratory of life. And we're just kind of figuring it out and figuring ourselves out. But it doesn't mean it was wrong. And it doesn't mean it's like the worst. And I think uh, part of the key with what you say, Noria, is getting to the point where you can connect the dots and understand and understand those dots that are being connected. Because what I've seen is that most of the times when we want to make a decision is based on the past, based on something that we have Mm -hmm. already uh, gone through. And the hardest part is making a, a decision based on the future because that's the unknown, that's something that we don't know. But like you said, we have to expect um, the miracle that will happen. And it does happen and they do come, but you have to be aligned to so that can happen well i love the example too of like a lot of times we make decisions it's like we're driving a car but we're driving looking in through the rear view mirror so we're like trying to drive forward but we're looking in the rear view mirror because we're just basing it on anything that's happened before and then looking at what's before us where do i want to go because i i really can't Mm -hmm. decide that and so i i think we do a lot of that and we forget that we really do have a lot of control about where we are or at least what you know where i am right now am i safe am i good now what do I want to do? That's so good. Like if, if anyone, if, if you guys just get this concept out of this episode, that will change your life. (laughs) Right. Because, um, because like exactly what you're saying, just like that, everything from the past we're bringing, we keep bringing onto the now and then becomes the future, but just like how we can have a memory of the past, we have our imagination and our creativity and you are able to imagine things for the future. Mm-hmm. And you are able to envision 
things that have not yet happened, but that is how the law of attraction works. It's like you can imagine and envision something you really desire, not from the past, <laughs> right? right? Like right. you create it, you imagine mm -hmm. that looking forward and it really is magical. Yeah. Well, I think that's been something good. So we have two boys. That's one is five and one is two. And that's been something really good about having kids again in our lives, because like we forget how to be kids, right? Like mm -hmm. we grow up and then uh, we have kids again and they just imagine everything it, it, like our son, Santi, he's five. And so he'll just be like playing with these things. That's just like a button, you know, or whatever, like random things that he finds in like a fork. And he'll be like, this is a broomstick and it's doing this thing. And to him, all of that is real. There is no, there's no difference between what is real and what he's imagining because it's all just amazing. And that's something that, I, and he gets so excited about stuff. And so like, that's something that we've learned too, is like, why don't I get excited about things that I really like? Why don't, and why don't I just imagine stuff? Because I personally feel like I just like shoved it down so much because like yeah. that's not being realistic and what is realistic just like judging everything by the past of what happened yesterday <laughs> is yeah. that being realistic I don't know you know it doesn't make any sense though because why would I have an imagination anyway doesn't why would I well, yeah I feel I like exist? society really suppresses that mm -hmm. you know you're, you're growing up and you're like I mean if you think about it and you were imagining as a child and someone would come in and say oh no you you know, what did you want to be? This is an example. What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. I want to be an artist. Oh, honey, that's fun, but that's not a real job. Yeah. You know, right. or like, well, you're not going to make a living out of that. Sure. And it's like, they crush your dreams yeah. and your imagination. And so, yeah. and they're only repeating what they learned. Right. So it's just a program. Yes. But it's like, we have the freedom to, and the power to disrupt those programs. Like mm -hmm. we have we're able to now like change something and yeah. stop those patterns, right? Like your kids are not going to have the same programming that has been going on for generations. Mm -hmm. Cause you guys have chosen to let them imagine, let them be creative, right? But I'm like, I just feel, I feel that you know, like the whole universe is, well, the whole world <laughs> um, is shifting a little bit more into that conscious yeah, uh, level, yeah, which yeah, is exciting. Absolutely. We didn't come to this world to be reacting, but we came to be creating. So if we can create and help others to be in that state, uh, then bingo that's that's what you that's what you need. well i think something else that we've learned being in business is that at least growing up i was i was very academic and so everything was competition right like i wanted to get the highest grades in the class and you only know if you got the highest grades if you got better than everybody else and rather than it being a world of competition the only the only thing i'm doing is just becoming a better version of myself it doesn't even it has like doesn't matter at all what somebody else is doing and so that's something that we've learned we and there are other people that are in a similar space to us but the business we're growing is ours. The, the people that we're growing, it's us. And I have no control over anybody else. And so I think that's part of it is just kind of like sealing so those gaps of like, sometimes we have, uh, it's like, you know, have you heard of leaky gut where, where people like can't assimilate stuff into their gut? It's like, it just kind of like goes out of their intestines. <laughs> we do that sometimes like personally. I'd be like, yeah, like, and now you know that and for a commercial break. Anyway. <laughs> But, and here comes our sponsor. <laughs> here comes our sponsor. But we do the same thing with our emotions and with our lives. Like I'm, I'm expecting you to patch in that emotional problem that I have rather than I am the complete picture. I am whole. I am all of that inside of me, but I have to access it. And 
yeah anyway so i think Ooh, this is getting so good oh, yeah. <laughs> um i'm so proud of you guys and it's so fun to i love 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 watching people succeed and i feel like you're only getting started um i do want to touch a little bit on because i don't even know this in details is like heber your you migrating to the United States. Can you share a little bit of that part? Yeah. Um, so it's a long story. Are you ready for it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, let's see. There are two stages, two stages of me migrating to the US. The first one was in 2007 when I have to say I served as a missionary for the LDS church. Um, and one of my friends that I made, and still really good friend, uh, he was getting married. So he invited me to the wedding. I was in Mexico working for uh, JW Marriott. And I was like, I was at a point in my life when I was looking just for something else. Like I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I'm just, it just, you just feel it. It's just like how uh, I need to, I need progress and I just can't find it here. Mm -hmm. uh, and so my friend uh, sends me the invitation and um, I called another friend and I was like, hey, do you want to go to Utah? He's like, Utah? Yeah. He's like, sure. So, <laughs> so, I we, love that. He was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so we, uh, we booked, we got a ticket from Monterey to San Antonio, Texas. And when we got to San Antonio, uh, we rented a van and we just started driving. And we drove all the way uh, to Utah and the wedding was in Idaho Falls. We dropped to Idaho Falls in this 2007. There's no like GPS, smartphones, nothing. You so, like print off your map quest right. before you yeah. leave. So I don't, know <laughs> how, yeah, I don't even them. know how we made it. I don't, me neither. <laughs> well, you didn't actually make it. Well, we didn't. We never found the freaking wedding. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we drove all the way to Idaho Falls and we were like driving around the temple. We, we asked people. Nobody knew where this wedding was. Being You're like, come on, it can't be that big. Right, like, yeah, you so should know people. where the Johnsons are getting married. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, that was 2007. I stayed for a few months. I started working with this other guy uh, that I met through a friend. Uh, he offered me a job. I took it. It was a little scary, but I was like, yes, whatever. And so a few months later, I went back to Mexico and I was there for another year and a half, something like that. And my friend that I was working for called me and he's like, hey, I have another um, job opening for a cook. Do you want to take it? And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, let's do it. So I told him, hey, and this is, this is the lesson that I learned because he's like, I was like, just give me a couple of weeks or something like that to figure things out, you know, quit. I have a job so I can quit, put my two weeks and everything. He's like, oh no, homie, you want to have this job. You got to be here tomorrow. Wow. So I, I did. So I just, <laughs> I told my family, well, I'm going, I'm going back to Utah and I booked a ticket, I bought a ticket and I came. 
A one-way ticket. A one-way ticket, wow. yeah. But one way ticket I came and the rest is just history. Wow. Yeah. So what I can say to uh friends, followers, uh, everybody, um get on that plane, get on board, get on the plane, buy that ticket and, and do it because there is there could be so many other things that you could be doing, but you know, just just take the risk. Yeah, that risk is like you've done that almost like your whole life. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good way. If you want here to do something, give him like five seconds to decide, and then that's the best way. <laughs> yeah. Everyone listening, <laughs> they're like, "Hey, do you want to, you want to buy a thirty million dollar house? You can tell you have three seconds." To talk. Yeah. <laughs> and I will. But they're like, "Yes." Uh, somebody else told me it's not about um, it's not about if you have the money. It's more about if you have access to that money. Uh, that matters. So another story similar to this, when I came to the US is that I have a friend um, who is very well known in the real estate industry. And he was hosting a dinner with the most influential people in, in the US. And I was like, I wanna be part of that. I wanna meet those guys. I wanna be their friends. You know, because that's networking at its best. You have like the most influential yeah. people in one place. Absolutely. At least it's gonna be great for Instagram. So, <laughs> I post know. my post. <laughs> so I texted him. He posted a story about the the dinner that he was doing, and I texted him saying, "Hey, can I come?" Uh, and but the first thing is like, in order for you to be part of this dinner you need to be like a high network individual. Is that, that's how you say it? Sure. That's how you say it. That's so, how you say it yeah. now, everybody. High network individual. So, <laughs> you, you basically have to be like a, a big player. And so I said to him, hey, can I come? I don't know if he knew that I, um, that I wouldn't be able to do it because he told me, sure, it's in San Diego tonight. And it's like, 2 p.m. So I'm like, oh, shoot. Utah time, which does get you at least yeah, one more Utah hour. Time. So, time. Yeah, I had, <laughs> I had an extra hour. So I call my friend and I picked him up. And then uh, on the way, I was like, I called Erica and I said, hey, I'm going to San Diego tonight. <laughs> She's like, what? Okay. For, wait, like, what are you doing? I'm like, there's a really cool dinner that I want to go to. <laughs> And so I have this opportunity to go. So I'm just going. And she's like, cool. <laughs> what am I going to say? Like, no, you can't go. That's what all sounds fun. Yeah. So uh, that day it was like snowing like crazy. So I picked up my friend who doesn't drive. Who just barely moved just here. Just barely moved here from Mexico. And he doesn't drive. This is the first time that he would be driving um, a car in the and US. doesn't have a cell phone that works. It doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> it doesn't have a driver's <laughs> license. <laughs> so I picked him up and then I didn't tell him what we were doing. I just picked him up and he's like, so what are we doing? I'm like, you'll see. So, uh, so surprise! It sounds so great in the story, but Heber does that all the time. And I'm like, you got to tell me what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I called Delta. They didn't pick it up. They didn't pick up. So I made it to the airport. And I told my friend, 
uh, wait for my call, I might not come back. If I don't come back, just drive back to my house. And he's like, how am I going to get there? You'll get there. Just follow the freeway. He will get, <laughs> he will get you. He will take you. And, and once you get to like the Lehigh area, uh, you can, know. He knew like yeah. one, one road. In yeah. <laughs> so I he, guess I should say his phone worked on Wi-Fi. So he could be on Wi-Fi. So yeah. he could call him at the airport. But other than that, he couldn't. So later he told me, I was praying so you could not get on that plane. <laughs> so I went to get a ticket and the person he wouldn't want, he, he wouldn't sell me a ticket because it was 3 p.m. and the plane was leaving at 3.40. So he's and like- And they already boarded. And they were like boarding. And he was like, you don't have time. You literally, you're, you're not gonna make it. I can't, I can't let you uh, buy this ticket. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> let me buy it. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. It's my, it's my, I'll take the risk. Yeah. It's my money. It's my credit card. Yeah. Just let me buy it. And he's like, okay. So he started putting all the information as fast as he could. He's like, okay, um, I'll take payment. Once he's, I don't know what he did. I don't know what, what uh, keyboard he, no, what. Key. key he pressed that he's like oh shoot i don't know what happened but i deleted everything so i have to do it again <laughs> so i'm like it's like victor it's it's your friends uh answers or prayers being answered yeah it's like, oh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't praying hard enough he wasn't praying hard yeah. enough because i'm like oh come on just do it again come on do it again and then he did it he at the end he is like you know what if it doesn't work, just come back, look for me, and I'll give you a refund. And I was like, that's, that's fine, great. Where do I go? <laughs> go downstairs, all the way straight, take a left, and you'll see your, your gate. Okay, perfect. So I just grabbed my ticket. I started running like crazy. Like I've never run as fast as that in my life. Anyway, long story short, I made it he to the He was actually gate. in the Olympics now. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Hey. So he landed the Olympics. So I made it to the gate. I uh, I got on that plane, and it was one of the most amazing dinners in my life. I met I met some amazing people. I became friends with one of the most amazing people in in this world. And we're still friends and we're still connecting and we're still exchanging information. We're still help, helping each other. And it's great. And everything yeah. was because I, I took that risk. I got on that plane and I made a very, very quick decision. Well, I think also even beyond that, it was like, that's like a place that you can plant a seed because you made some connections and things that you haven't even used yet. Because yeah. I mean, this was only a couple months ago. And so like some people you have begun those friendships but other people you just made the connection and it will grow stronger when you need each other when you can help each other yeah yeah so get on that plane guys <laughs> i think i remember that san diego dinner like or you posting about it yeah yeah you're like i'm in san diego so i remember that part <laughs> but i think um i think a, a lot of the takeaways that i've gotten from our time together today has definitely been um it's just such a good reminder that with high risk comes great reward yeah and that a lot of time fear paralyzes so many people in taking action or going for it or 
getting on the plane last minute, you know, and it's like, but those moments are some of the best moments in life when nothing was planned and then something's presented in front of you. And then you just have to make a decision, go for it. And it's like, that's real live. That's like really living to me mm-hmm. yeah. is when you do do the surprises and just take the risk and take the action. It's like, man, you're living a fun life mm-hmm. at that point. And, you know, I'm definitely not advising for you guys all to go out and just make like crazy decisions <laughs> and uncalculated risks. Yeah. But I am saying that there's some like really beautiful thing about life when you are playing in that field. And I really, truly believe that your success has definitely come from the high risk that the both of you have been able to take. It seems like it's been in your blood, Heber. And then Erica definitely shifted and became more comfortable with the uncomfort of it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, my my space is a little bit different because I usually do have our kids with me. But a yeah. lot of mine is the support role in this. Like Heber is the face and the head of the business, but I am part of the body of it. So it's, I mean, it's him going to these places, but I, he has my emotional support, obviously. Yeah. And I think well, and your business support, because uh, when we were talking about the podcast, you know, it was very clear, like she's a huge part of the business. And so we don't want to, you know, like we don't um, want to under like you yeah. are. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it's such a pleasure to see how, how you guys are so in alignment with that as well. And you know, I think we're coming towards the end of our time together, but I do want to ask you guys this question because I feel like a lot of people could relate um, who are in business together as couples. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what would be some advice that you would give um, in someone that's either going to enter into that world or perhaps is in that world that could help them um, build a better relationship, both like romantically and then also in the business? Um, uh, well, I kind of touched on this before. I think the first and the most important relationship is your relationship with yourself. So knowing why you want to do any of that, I think doing a business is awesome. It's been super fun. Um, it's really worked out because that is more Heber's personality is more risk than I have been, but I've learned so much from that. Um, but in some cases it does help to have someone that's a little bit more grounded, like yours truly, yeah. that sometimes we, <laughs> we balance each other out, but that doesn't mean that I'm conservative necessarily, but that just means like, I do think things out a little bit longer, a little bit more, um, I don't know, grounded sometimes. But I think that the first and foremost is understanding and getting in line with yourself, in alignment with yourself and loving yourself and um, appreciating yourself. And that's where everything, that's a really good creative space to have. Um, because I, I think, um, you hit a point like when you're, I, it was like when we were 30, we, we had been married for five or six years at that point. And you know, you think that you know everything about the other person for the most part. It's like, yeah, we've been down those same roads before. But uh, I realized that after that, it was my own self-discovery of like appreciating things about myself. And then I find out new things about Heber also. And we react a little bit different um, to those things. And I think that's the secret to having long-term relationships and creating business and everything is the exploration of myself is infinite. I, mm. I keep growing and keep doing it, all of that. And when I am curious about myself, I'm curious about other people and there's always something else to learn. And so like our relationship doesn't end there because we keep going, we keep moving. There's something you else. keep learning about each other. Yeah. And like, that's so beautiful and so powerful. And not only are you doing that, but then because you're shifting then Heber is like, who is my wife yeah. today? Yeah. You know, so that curiosity and that polarity continues on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Right. So I think that's been something that's really good. And once I, I, I think I kind of launched first into the, I guess I'll call it self-help sphere, but anything is just like understanding who I am and why I was having these, even just emotions or thoughts or things like that, just kind of understanding what was going on. Um, and then Heber just kind of aligned with it in himself. I shared some stuff, but really he found it on his own. And all of a sudden we found that we were listening to the same podcast, which without even trying to, like one day Heber like sends me the thing from Abraham Hicks. And I was like, oh yeah, I've been there, done that. I told you. <laughs> and, and that was, and that was a moment though, because I was like, that's so cool. We both, we each came full circle because we were curious into who we were yeah. and each of us like came and found that and which took us a different step in our relationship too, because the old relationship died. The old who we yeah. were when we got married doesn't exist yeah. anymore. And it's like, it's it's something completely different. And that's okay to, because yeah. you have to understand that where you are still evolving. It's not like you got married and then, and then Life that's it. Yeah. yeah, like it's just like, who invented, who invented this happily ever after? Because yeah. I'm mean, like, that, that just means, and then we never yeah. changed ever again. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, so it's fun because I feel like this is a safe space where I can do some experimenting and figuring out about myself, but I have someone there that's holding space for me too about those different mm. things. So it's, I, I think that has been the most powerful thing in our relationship. But having a business too has been really cool to, because we can co-create. I mean, like we have kids, right? We create these kids, we create the, that family environment but we take that to another level too. And we're, pro we're projecting that to the world. And it's like, hey, do you guys like this? Oh, you hated that. Okay, we're gonna do that again. You know, or things like that. So I think that's been really cool for our relationship too, is co-creating in a different space too. So awesome. Launching it out. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> you guys, have you guys heard of Esther Perel? I think I have. She's this genius on relationships. She's probably one of the best people I've ever heard and learned from about mm. relationship mm. and um, exactly what you guys just said, she touches on all the time mm. and she's, um, she works with, she's worked with couples for years, mm. like a master in this. Okay. And she says that she says, you're, you're going to have multiple relationships throughout your lifetime. And whether it's with one person or a few, mm. that's what is going to change. Yeah. And right. she always, she talks about the that marriage or that relationship dying, and then you recreate a new one, mm -hmm. right? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys are the perfect example of what she's talking about. <laughs> well, right? and, it, and it's interesting because I think we did get to a point where, uh, and we've gotten to before where it's like, okay, well, I think we, you know, we've explored everything on this level. What yeah. do we do next? Like we're curious, and I mean it's on either business or personally or whatever as a family um yeah and then that part dies and then we bring something else in and it's not bad like death isn't bad death is just a, a door into the next phase i feel like yeah yeah that's really cool that's right yeah i love it you guys this has been wonderful um i've taken so much away from this and i know our listeners will too and i want to appreciate you for being here and sharing your story and I know that many people are also inspired by this. And like, if you're feeling on the, that you're on the edge of taking action into something that you really want to do and create and, and go for it, like, hopefully this will just get you to that, that next step, you know, and take your first step or take your last step into it. But there's nothing more exciting to create like a little world within this world yeah. and to help, like to help serve the community around you. Um, the, the last thing I will want to point out is um, that that was like a big takeaway and 
and maybe I'll ask a question around that too, is when you're, when you really shifted from doing all these things, because I think this is great advice to, to any entrepreneurs or people in business is sometimes it's like, oh, I want to have a lot of buckets or I want to put my hand into all these yeah, things. Yeah. And it seemed like it really made a change when you guys just refocused and it was on the one thing. Yeah. And, um, and I know that COVID had a lot to do with that, but also what, how did you discover what the one thing was aside from kind of being like, like naturally get, getting there, like getting the, the old shoe that you forgot about in the closet, but what led you to that moment of like clarity, like this is it? I think, um, um, I don't know, but and, and that's when I think it's okay. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. You're just saying that now. <laughs> it's okay if you don't know. Um, but I, I think it, it was something that we also saw as, as a problem um, within, within our own little community where it is hard to have a good meal um, every day. It's hard to spend a lot of time in the kitchen just to cook for one person, for one family. Me, me. And, <laughs> and so um, every single um, um, meal subscription that we tried, we were not impressed with. So we're like, let's just let's create it. Let's create it. Yeah, let's let's do it and. And I think that's how. Well, I think part of it too is that we also wanted to create connections with people, um, and yeah. so that was that's a like food is the best way I mm -hmm. feel like to be like to uh, people know Heber on a different way because you try his food, so you know something. It, he created that, right? You know something about him almost. And then, uh, but on the other end, we get to know other people. We know what their likes are. We know what, sometimes what their schedule is and different things like that. But it's created a really cool community mm -hmm. of people that we never would have even met, especially when that was like when we were just focusing on these caterings, we met the front door girl mm -hmm. or, you know, or like whoever was booking the, uh, the caterings, we met that person, but there was no network there. And so I think that was part of it is just realizing that uh, you build a great business on a lot of different backs on a lot of, a lot of people are upholding your business rather than we're just depending on this one giant company that we're serving. So it's been really good that way. And I think also because we were at a point where we were looking for new friends. And mm -hmm. so, and, and that's, well, I said, that's why I said, like our, our business and our personal lives are married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how we, you know, connected with you because we even had, we have other friends that they were clients and then at some point we're like hey do you guys want to yeah. come over for dinner do you guys uh you look cool so <laughs> uh, i love it so much and that's that's how and i think um yeah there's so much beauty about it it's like not only are you providing something that's needed and wanted but you are like really um integrating into just that relationship and the life of somebody Mm -hmm. And that's really cool because it's all about connections and relationships, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Like everyone needs love and connection. And so um, what a beautiful story. Thanks again for sharing it with us. Um, by the way, there's a great book. If you are in the middle of like trying to figure out where to focus on and what bucket to choose, uh, it's called The One Thing 
by Gary Keller. Mm. And, um, you know, he is a huge guru in real estate, but it will apply to anyone in business. So it just reminded me of that. Um, and to finish off, so I buy your meals. I know at least 15 people, I think, that buy your meals. <laughs> and you guys, they are so good. And I'm and I am going more into a healthy route and like it's just a choice in my life that I want to eat healthier things. I want to be aware what I put into my body. Aside from the pizza I had last night, which is fine. And I'm not, we're not going to judge. We weren't even going to bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew. <laughs> but, you know, making that conscious, healthy choice. And I want, that's what I love about your meals that they come. It's, it tastes really good. I know that what I'm putting into my body is healthy for me. It's to help change my lifestyle. Like, cause I was eating out a lot too. And that's, mm-hmm. that wasn't like it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I can go on and on about how this just like plugged right into the lifestyle and what I wanted and how healthy it is and how good they taste. Um, if I know that some of the listeners will probably want to try it out. So where do they go to get, you know, a subscription and enroll into this? Yeah. Chefhuber.com. And you, we have different plans. You can do chef. You can go on Instagram too if you, you want to connect. Yeah, at um, Chef Heber on Instagram, and we post a lot of uh, updates, uh, videos. Uh, you guys, they deliver cooking. it to your house. Like how <laughs> and if you're, easier? And if you're in an area, you let us into your house. Yeah, I'm like, I'll unlock it from my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy people. Yeah. No, I trust you guys. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, we want to help people. We want to make it affordable. So currently we still are just in Utah, but yeah. looking at expansion possibilities and seeing where else to next. Yeah. Um, and I have listeners from out of state. I have a network nationwide. And so I'm sure there's going to be people who are like, oh, what? just invite us over. We'll come over. We need a vacation. Yeah. We'll come your We've way. Figuring, yeah, <laughs> we always need a good, a really good excuse for a business trip. So if you give us like motivate us, people. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah, I love it. We're just so looking for a good kitchen. I know. I was like, if you live near the Florida Keys, preferably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Or anywhere the West Coast. <laughs> anywhere by the ocean. Yeah, so we'll pick for you. It's just the food, you know, it just cooks better. <laughs> it doesn't, but it's a great excuse. <laughs> but thank you, Nuria. This is yeah, so fun. Thank you so much, you guys. So check them out, chefheber.com. Um, and try it out, you guys. I, it has changed my life for the better. So, um, and who wouldn't want to just follow p- people like these two that are so incredible. So thanks for listening, everyone. Have a healthy day and hope you have a wonderful week. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share this space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nudia.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.